0: You're listening to the Meeting Midway podcast, a podcast of Midway United Methodist Church in Alpharetta, Georgia, featuring Pastor Jenny Andoni and Pastor Brad Biggerstaff. Over the course of the podcast, we'll hear how the church relates to the real-world issues that matter to you and how God loves us all. And now, let's meet Midway.
1: Well, at this time, I'm going to invite Reverend Lun sophie back up Uh, And he is going to read the scripture passage first in uh, Khmer, which is the (coughs) Cambodian language, um, and then I will follow it with the English version.
2: I read from Mark chapter 2, verses 1 to 12. Well, you will not understand this, but may the Holy Spirit uh, have you to understand it more. You know what Mark 2, 1 to 12 is. I can look at Trunk Kung up there. Tatamil Kibuchum Line, some the to a បងអើយ បাম អីមិនអត់ទូឲ្យឯង Ay crawl lion, joker ate naka, nuk tao, piet namui, But hay dung town, Now, when Jesus returned to
1: Capernaum after some days, it was reported that he was at home. So many gathered around that there was no room for them, not even in the front door. And he was speaking to them. Then some people came, bringing to him a paralyzed man, carried by four of them. And they could not bring him to Jesus because of the crowd. And so they removed the roof above him. And after he dug through, they let down the mat on which the paralytic lay. Jesus saw the faith, their faith and he said to them, Son, your sins are forgiven. Now the scribes were sitting there and questioning in their hearts, Why does this fellow speak in this way? It is blasphemy. Who can forgive sins alone but God? At once, Jesus perceived this in his spirits, that they were discussing these questions among themselves, and he said to them, Why do you raise such questions in your heart? Which is easier to say to the paralytic, Your sins are forgiven, or to say, Stand up and take your mats and walk? But so that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins, Jesus said to the paralytic, I say to you, Stand up, take your mats, and go home. And so he stood up and immediately took the mat and he went before all of them so that they were all amazed, glorifying God saying, we have never seen anything like this. This is the word of God for the people of God. Today we continue in our series following the footsteps Pastor Jenny last week preached about following the footsteps of Jesus through the deserts. And today, uh, we continue that journey into Mark chapter 2 into Capernaum. In this journey in Capernaum, we have a remarkable story at work. A story of resilience, a story of love, a story about healing... And this story is set, uh, by many scholar standards, uh, to believe what they believe to be within Peter's home, which would have been a very small place. Jesus huddled in with listeners, and scholars say that the average home size would have only been six hundred and twenty-four square feet. Now, when Jesus was teaching in the house, there were thousands there wanting to hear. Some inside. Others in the doorways and right outside, many likely standing at the windows and doors just to hear a couple of words. For this man, Jesus, was said to be a great teacher. But also, word had spread that this man was a healer. And this is where four men come into the picture. Four men that I want to emphasize today. You see, these four men, they had a friend who was unable to walk. He was paralyzed. And they went to him and they placed him on a stretcher, a mat. They took him to the house where Jesus, the teacher and healer, was. And I can only imagine the disappointment as they walked upon the house, seeing the people spilling out from the house. They knew it would be impossible to get through the walls of people with that stretcher. And let alone the actual walls of the house itself. And so, they stopped. And they decided to do something remarkable. Something so remarkable because it was creative. It was outside of the box, so to say. It was a moment of true passion and love for a friend. They stopped and they carried that man on that stretcher upon the roof And some genius in the group decided to get down and start digging through the roof of that house. They knew they couldn't get past the walls of people or the walls of the home. So they were going to have to come in another way. They dug through that mud and thatch in that ancient Middle Eastern style home. And while they dug... I imagine that dust and dirt beginning to fall from the ceiling on the crowd in that home. I can't help but think some of them there were probably in shock. Some maybe disgusted. And maybe some even angry about the dirt and dust falling on them. Maybe they said, this is no way to treat a stranger's home. This is uncivilized. Wait your turn, I was here first. This is the wrong way of going about this. Have more discipline. Know your place. Well, in their own creativity, these men decided to continue with their passion and love for their friend. And they used ropes, lowering this man to Jesus. And then Jesus does two things. He first forgives the man of his sins. Those in the space, it's interesting in this story that uh, Jesus knew what their hearts and minds were telling them. They didn't even make this audible to the, the people there. But he knew the people in the house were scoffing at the claim that Jesus was able to forgive sins. And in response to that, he did a second thing. He showed the power of who he is and healed the man. And what's so amazing about this healing is it's actually different than many of the healing stories in Scripture. For many of the healing stories in Scripture, it's the individual's faith in which heals the person. But there is no mention about the paralytic's faith. This text says nothing of the sort... But there were four friends, four friends who did have faith. They believed, they knew the power of the teacher that they were lowering this man to. They knew the healer that Jesus was, and they knew they had to get this friend to him because of their love for him. Their faith was great. Their love was powerful. And Jesus honored it, not only by saving the paralyzed man's soul through forgiveness of sins, but healing him in love to the point of that man picking up his stretcher and walking out. today, in this week, I encountered another story that reminded me of this one. One of Steve Hartman's favorite stories recently took a bittersweet turn when Dan Peterson
0: died at 86. So tonight's On the Road is a tribute to a man who overcame his personal grief thanks to a little girl who gave him a reason to smile
1: again.
3: Dan Peterson was late for his own memorial service, four years late. According to his brother Jesse, Dan was ready to die back in 2016. And some little girl who was four years old said, Hi, old person. (laughs) That little giver of life was Nora Wood. Nora met Dan during his darkest days. As we first reported in November of 2016, Dan's wife had just died. He was severely depressed and out grocery shopping for himself here in Augusta, Georgia, when Nora spotted him. As you can see on the security footage, she just randomly reached out to this total stranger and then had the audacity to demand a hug.
0: I said, a hug? I said, absolutely.
3: (laughs) Nora got her hug and then asked her mom, Tara, to take a picture of her with her new friend.
0: And his little lip quivered and he was teared up and it was just sweet.
3: And I said, you don't know. This is the first time for quite a while that is happy. After we first told this story, we thought for sure the love would fade. But Nora and Dan saw each other at least once a week. He was there for her kindergarten graduation. Yeah, how about that? And she was there to stroll his garden. These rock tomatoes. And of course, there were countless hugs along the way.
0: It was the first thing she did when we walked in. It was the last thing she did when we left.
3: This was Nora's final visit. With her sister Marigold the day before Dan died. No story I've ever told has resonated as deeply as this one. Over the years, Dan got thousands of letters from around the world, and now the condolences are pouring in for Nora. And you can't help but wonder why, with so much else going on in the world,
0: I think it was just humanity at its best to love and to be loved.
3: A prescription for happiness that will get us through anything. Steve Hartman, On the Road, in Augusta, Georgia.
1: Humanity at its best to love and be loved. I couldn't help when I saw that story, but think about how Nora was a lot like those four men. Those four men that had carried their friend to Jesus. She saw someone, someone who needed love, who needed their soul to be touched and saved. As his brother said in the eulogy. That Dan was ready to die four years ago. And Nora, in her childlike creativity, dug through the walls of typical grocery shopping etiquette where you keep your head down and check off the list. And she offered love. She offered love in the way of a makeshift stretcher, a makeshift stretcher in the form of a hug. Today, simply, I believe we as a church need more of the stories we have heard today. We need to hear more about people like the four men who loved their friend and carried him on a stretcher. We need to hear more about a girl who touched the heart of an elderly man. We need to hear more stories like Pastor Jenny shared last week, about our drive through ashes, meeting a man who come through our parking lots and asked for prayer for his addiction. Because there are people in our world that are hurting and dying. And they need people, people of faith, to meet them where they are and to help them love Jesus. To know that love, that love that heals, that love that our text says saves. They need people who will break away from a safe Christianity. Because ripping off the roof for those four men was not a wise decision for the times. Lowering a paralytic on a mat through a hole in the roof was probably not on the top five strategies to get your friend to come to church. (laughs) People in our world need radical authenticity and love like that of Nora and like that of the foreman. So today I ask, who are the people you could pick up? Who are the people that you would break the social norm for and tear through that roof? Who would you lower in all of your strength to the God-man who is love? If someone's coming to mind, take a risk. Build a stretcher. Break through that ceiling and watch and be amazed at what Jesus does. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen.
0: You've been listening to the Meeting Midway podcast from Midway United Methodist Church. The doors to our community are open to all and we invite guests to join us at our services on Sunday. We have a traditional worship service at 8.30 a.m. in our historic chapel, an acoustic worship service at 9.45 a.m. in our historic chapel, and a contemporary service at 11 a.m. in our modern sanctuary. For more information, check us out online at midwayumc.org. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you soon.